Welcome back for another conversation on the Retirement Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Casey. And today we'll be talking about fitness. But it's a conversation that's really about more than that. It's about starting small, it's about the power of attitude, and it's about leveraging the right type of support and community support to help you achieve your goals. It's really a story of transformation. And it's a story of a mother and daughter who teamed up to produce a remarkable result. You'll find a link in the show notes to an Instagram page where you can see for yourself. Joan McDonald is a 75-year-old Instagram fitness influencer, that's right, influencer, with over 1.7 million followers on Instagram. And she's undergone a remarkable change in the last five years. She was on multiple medications for high blood pressure and acid reflux. She was dealing with terrible edema in her ankles. Her arthritis was extremely painful, and she had difficulty walking up and down stairs. Joan knew that if she continued on an unhealthy path, that might mean more health issues and more medications, and it would probably force her to move into a nursing home. But with the help of her daughter, Michelle, and the Wonder Women training community, Joan was able to do much more than change her journey. She's now able to help others on theirs. Michelle McDonald has been coaching women since 2012, beginning with athletes getting ready for competition on the natural bodybuilding stage. She also started coaching women who want to have a major lifestyle change, working with them what she terms transformation groups. These groups became so successful that she couldn't keep up with the demand, and she created a team of coaches for a program called The Wonder Women, which focuses on women's health and fitness. Michelle's most successful client is, of course, her mom, Joan. And they tell the story of the whole process with a detailed, comprehensive guide titled Flex Your Age, Defy Stereotypes, and Reclaim Empowerment. Joan and Michelle McDonald, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting us. Thanks for having us. So, Joan, I'd like to start with you, if it's okay. Set the stage for us. Where were you five or so years ago? I was in a very dark place. (laughs) I was not a happy camper. and my health was deteriorating fast. One of the reasons being that I have a kidney failure, had had kidney failure, and you don't feel that. So you, I just kind of ignore it. All I was doing was keeping away from salt. Everything else, I had gained so much weight that most of the time I felt like a beached whale. I hated my picture being taken. I was always huffing and puffing when I was climbing upstairs. And I didn't walk much because it it just, I felt like I was carrying an awful big load. I didn't realize how big that load looked until after I had lost weight. And then Michelle was comparing them. And I'm going, oh my God, I was big. I did not know. You're blind to it. You really are. You don't see only what you want to see. So, yeah. And because I've read the book, I've seen the photos. So I know what today looks like and it's very impressive, but how would you describe yourself today? I look healthy. (laughs) I'm not skinny or anything like that, but I look healthy. I feel healthy. I have issues, but I, they're not debilitating issues. So as long as I can move, I will move because that is the key to aging well. And what inspired you to change? My doctor, I had gone to my doctor for a checkup and she was not satisfied with my blood pressure. So they wanted to up my medication. Me, I wanted off the medication. 
And one of the ways to do it, and Michelle really told me about that, was to lose weight. And I was gaining it for the first time in my life, really, around my middle. Like I used, when I gained or lost weight, I lose it and gain it all over. There's no, like if I had something that would really point or paint a picture for me, I wish I had that, but I gain all over. So you don't notice. And I never thought of taking measurements, not for weight loss anyway, until I joined Michelle's group of women. It was everything Michelle taught me was enlightening. So the scale is a tool. I learned that. Don't trust it completely because it lies. (laughs) It really does. When I went on this program and I started, I started off not hardly eating much of anything. Michelle knows that I was under eating, but what I was eating was the wrong stuff at the wrong times. Snack foods. I had, I love peanuts. Yeah. Stay away from nuts too much from my body anyway. And yeah, my husband loved chips and he loved candy. So he had it in the house. And when you see it a lot, you dip in. <laughs> it's uh, hard to resist. And yeah, it's my own fault, but temptation was there. And yeah, I fell into that trap. And Michelle, this one's for you. What were the key things that made a difference between five years ago and today with Joan? We talked about it in the book, Flex Your Age. Community is big. So I have my, I call them my lifestyle clients because I have two coaching streams. One's athletes and then one's lifestyle. They don't want to get on stage. They just want to get healthy. They want to get their mojo back. So I coach them in a group and we are stuck together for 24 weeks. So it's like being on a boat together and there's a lot of sharing and caring and crying and cheering and all of that stuff. A lot of highs and lows that we all support each other together to get through. There's a lot of learning. So my motto is, and it's always been, I coach the inner athlete in every woman, even somebody who's never trained, who's never been athletic, who's never thought of herself as an as an athlete, I coach that inner athlete. And it takes time to cultivate that in a lot of women. But I do feel it is a big part of getting gals off the diet hamster wheel and getting them to really start to paint a more robust picture of what a healthy lifestyle could be and having some excitement and some pride in the various things that they're going to need to be able to do to keep the weight off. and not just keep the weight off because that's an okay goal, but I'm more interested in exciting and juicy goals for my clients to paint a picture of a thriving lifestyle where you have energy you haven't had since your 20s. Or one of my favorite quotes from gals is, I never had muscles like this, even when I was in my 20s. Or I like my body better now than before I went to college or before I went to kids and all these kinds of amazing outcomes. My gals that still have kids that are in older kids at college or whatever. And I start to see them training with their sons and daughters and their sons and daughters are just like, wow, my mom is a super mom. So these kind of amazing sort of outcomes. And of course, Joan, like we have clients that are in their seventies. Joan was the first one, but she lit the torch for other gals. And it's just amazing to see them pushing back on the boundaries, not just the external boundaries, but the ones that we carry with us in our heads, what aging is like and what were, what's possible for people as they get older. And we're seeing more and more, the lovely thing about social media is we're seeing more and more positive images of 
older people doing amazing things, whether it's a sport, whether it's lifting heavy weights, whether it's doing crazy things with their grandkids that are really encouraging us that maybe the way that we're aging is a lot more nurture versus nature, which is very exciting because we're going to be living longer, probably. So I think the difference, the big thing is the community, the athlete mindset. So getting gals, getting my clients off of that diet, you know, just want to lose weight, just want to see the scale go down. Well, let's talk about training, get excited about that. Let's get excited about the how you're putting meals together. So we teach macros. So we're not giving them this meal plan, have a cup of this and a couple of pieces of that. We instead encourage them to craft their own meals, but following what protein, carbs, and fat they want to aim at to have more balanced blood sugar. And so it's this really amazing journey. And the, the outcome is I feel that the, the clients are, are empowered. They're educated. There's a lot of self-pride and there's a lot of great bonding and great community. And so even after they maybe stop uh, coaching, they continue to stay in touch. They still have their own chat groups. Some of my clients have these Slack groups where they're on Slack together. It's incredible. And they, they get together and go on holidays and it's amazing. I love it. So I have to ask, Michelle, what was it like having your mother as a client? <laughs> she no. was a, she's a little devil. She was a handful. <laughs> my mom taught me how patient I could be. So I, I used to have a story in my head that I wasn't patient, but I was so invested in my mom's success. Getting her to get healthy again was of such paramount importance. My mom was a fabulous mother. She spent a lot of time with me when I was young. She really encouraged me and was incredibly supportive. And so I was very invested in, in getting my mom back into fighting shape. The mom that I remembered, the laughing mom, the blue-eyed mom, the beautiful mom, the energetic mom. She used to go on these crazy camping trips and hiking trips with me. And to see her struggling to get up the stairs and to see like the, it was just, it was heartbreaking. So I was heavily invested in, in, in the win here. So, and I had my husband too. My mom absolutely adores my husband. I call him the client whisperer. So if my tactics aren't working, then he can come in and soothe and encourage. So that was great. And so the two of us, because a lot, the way we coach is very tech heavy. We coach through an app. And when my mom started, we didn't have the app. So we were coaching through PDFs with YouTube links. And my mom... We had to create an email account for her. We went out and got her an iPad. We had to teach her to write down her password so she wouldn't keep forgetting it. Like basic stuff that younger people don't understand what a hurdle it can be, the tech part of it. And then we were doing this long distance. So I learned a lot. I learned, my mom taught me to, that it was okay to go slow. You know, we pay lip service. I would always pay lip service. You know, all progress is progress. But I, I had a lot of pride in delivering great results in an expedient manner. So hustle for that muscle. But my mom re- really taught me that it was okay really to make mistakes, maybe even several now and again, and still make progress. That it was okay to take your time. And as long as you kept showing up with a great attitude and trying that you could get great progress. I mean, really significant things that I, I really took to heart as a coach and changed my coaching forever. It gave me a really great perspective. So I'm very appreciative of mom for that. So 
I'm really grateful that I had the chance to coach her. And, and she's, she still surprises my husband or I to this day. The other day, we, my clients were doing a splits challenge and my mom is part of the what's up chat, but she doesn't say too much. She just like a little fly on the wall. And I went downstairs to take her, I think it was to get her progress photos. And she was kind of giggling and, and she said, oh, I look at, I did these splits. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, she joined the split challenge. And my mom is not naturally flexible. So I really wasn't expecting much. And then I, she shows me the video on the phone. And my jaw just about dropped the floor. I'm like, oh my God, we've got to get this out there. This is, I so she teaches me, right? Like before my mom, I never had a real concept that a woman who was obese for 40 years and was now in her seventies was ever going to hip thrust 225 pounds. Like I would have said that would be an impossible dream. If you worked hard, maybe you could do it, but I wouldn't have thought my mom was going to be able to do it. I wouldn't have thought my mom would be able to deadlift 170 pounds. She was very unhealthy. The 70s is, it's older. And we just don't have those, we don't have a lot of social media showing us what's possible. And, but the flexibility, that was, that took the cake. She's never been able to do the splits. The fact that she almost dropped down into a split. And then what amazed me is she scrambled back up. She just kind of jumped out of the splits. I couldn't believe it. I thought, this is really defying everything that we've been taught about what aging is like, really. So I've learned a lot from, from this gal. Kudos to you, Joan. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. <laughs> hey, just a quick alert. If you're interested in our next Design Your New Life and Retirement group program, it starts on April 12th, but this alert is about March 1st. That's the date that the discounted rate, the very early bird special, ends. Take a look at the link in the show notes. It'll give you all the information you need about the program and about how to get started. Hope you'll join us. And when you go to the gym, don't just mindlessly lift the weights, but go with the plan. Try to get stronger. You got to be getting stronger. And your sleep, don't step over a $100 bill to pick up a quarter. If you're not getting your sleep, you're shooting yourself on the foot. So these basic things and then community and working on your mindset and That's also a big part of the transformation journey. We're so lucky that we're older that we can, you know, we can decide what we're going to get influenced by. And the things that you allow yourself to be influenced by or what you become over the course of time. So getting that message, it was key. And and the gal that did the ghostwriting was fabulous in doing that. And I think, you know, mom, you explain your background story so well and very accessible to a lot of people who grew up in a small town. There were like, I don't know, 10 houses and boat access only. Oh, and where I was born. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there were no roads. <laughs> and then you had a big, you were, you know, the eldest daughter of a big family, eight yeah. kids or seven, huge seven family. Living, yeah. Mom and dad both worked. And all of that whole story, very relatable to a lot of people. And some people listening may think that they can't really get fit in later life. What do each of you have to say to that? I. <laughs> You can do whatever you set your mind to if you really want it. I mean, there's what is stopping you but yourself. Like, it's all up to you whether you accomplish something or you don't. I I don't see any limitations. I don't see myself as old. Let's put it that way. I don't feel that I'm an old woman, even though I know I am. I don't feel it. So why should I act like it? (laughs) Go with the flow. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think I think we just have so many positive role models now of people that either have been athletic their whole lives and have maintained that really well to people like my mom who haven't been healthy their whole lives and turn things around with these amazing outcomes. So I do think that there's a very, very strong narrative, even in strong medical narrative. Like a lot of doctors will tell people don't exercise or don't train hard, or I've got my female clients that get that because, you know, the doctors aren't current with the information that's out there now with research that how important lifting weights is and how important the diet is for reversing disease and so, I mean, we want to pay respect to that. It's not, it's not in a, in a vacuum that people are feeling deflated about getting themselves in shape. And then there's also this idea that it's got to be expensive. It doesn't have to be expensive. And again, I'm glad the book's out there and it points to a lot of other free online sources that you can follow. There's a lot of great people on social media giving some really good, simple advice out there, recipes that you can try. So it doesn't have to be expensive. And mom has a fitness app that's not expensive at all. I think it's like 20 bucks a month or something like that. You just need a phone. So that's important because it is possible. You've got to have some role models that can inspire you. So follow those people and remember that the best plan is one that you can stick to. And you just need to get some momentum going. So start with what you can do consistently, even if it's going for a 20 minute, 30 minute walk. Even if it's just trying to drink more water, trying to get more sleep, like the basics, eat more vegetables, and then get yourself some momentum and then start to layer on a few more strategies. And so build like that. And community, if you can get a buddy or a group of people that you can connect with. And I think COVID taught us that we can make robust communities virtually, right? Right? Absolutely. They're they're real friendships. So just get started and keep going. And you mentioned mindset. That's obviously key. How do you cultivate the right mindset? It's positivity, I guess. I just thinking about things positively instead of how we normally do. Like I, that's how I was. I was when I began. I was very negative about myself, negative about a lot of stuff. And you know, this life is beautiful. You can find beauty everywhere you look. You can find the opposite if that's what you're looking for so don't look for the bad stuff look for the good that's me doing my thing and i hope more people take up that torch to just love what they have and nurture what you have and you'll get 10 times back you really will i don't i don't know what else to say yeah mindset is a big thing your mind can turn you against something, or it can turn you for something. And one last question for each of you. What advice would you give someone listening on where to start? Just keep moving. Like if you can only go a block, go a block. Then just a few more steps the next time. Just keep on adding to it until it feels really comfortable. The longer you go, the better it is. If you can get a companion, that's great. It's always nicer to share, really. But if you have to go on your own, go on your own. I do a lot of stuff on my own. <laughs> it's just, that's the way it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a plug on for the Train With Joan Instagram account, simply because I've got a lot of DMs from gals who have followed 
And as well on our coaching platform, The Wonder Woman, we post a lot of free information. And I've received so many DMs, direct messages with photographs of women who said, I can't afford your services, but I've been following what you said to do, my protein and my walking and going to the gym. And I've lost 30 pounds. I've lost 50 pounds. I've lost 60 pounds. So again, I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive. It might mean you have to take notes. If you see an Instagram post about, okay, this is how much protein that you should have. And this is how you should approach your gym work it. Write down those notes. A little bit of effort there, but it's not complicated. And again, start with what you can stick to consistently. Get some momentum, make it fun, and you'll be able to build from there. Great advice. Thank you both. Really appreciate meeting both of you and sharing your wisdom about everything you're doing. It's great, great to see. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Time to compare notes on lessons learned from this conversation so you can put some things into action in the days, weeks, and months ahead. Here are my three. Number one, attitude is indeed everything. I personally think it's one of the greatest assets you'll bring to your retirement, and it's important to keep that in shape. It can work for you or it can work against you. The older I get, the more I realize that some old sayings have a lot of wisdom and truth to them. And one that I recall is, if you believe you can do it, you can. If you don't think you can do it, you're probably also right. A lot of truth there. What's your beliefs about your health and fitness? How can you get them where they need to be so you can move forward? Number two, start small. It's one that I often talk about and it's one that I often practice. I use the tiny habits method by BJ Fogg who has created a three-step process to break things down into their tiniest version to get you started. A lot of wisdom in it, works very well. What's the smallest thing you can start to do today, tomorrow, later this week to move you in the right direction, gain some momentum, start small. Number three, don't go it alone. What's the right resource that may help you? You may not have a daughter who runs a killer gym in Mexico. I don't. But there are probably resources around you both virtually and in terms of physical resources, people who do this for a living, and people you know who are very good at this, who you might be able to team up with. Who can you team up with that can help you move forward? Thanks for listening to Retirement Wisdom Podcast. You can find all of our episodes and browse them at our website, retirementwisdom.com.